Ever dreamt of quitting your job, selling your possessions, and traveling the world? We did, and now we're making it a reality and a podcast. Welcome to Live Let Rome, a travel podcast. I'm Christy. And this is Eric. Join us on our travel adventures as we look to educate and inspire you to travel more and get the most out of each travel experience. Welcome to episode 15 of Live Let Rome. We have arrived to Paradise on Earth, otherwise known as the Greek islands of Corfu and Rhodes. I've always wanted to go to Greece and I've traveled a lot. I've always missed it. And I thought I was going to miss it on this first leg of Live Let Rome because I thought it was going to be too expensive and too difficult to get to. But it turns out Christy found us a way. I did find us a way, although I was a little begrudgingly didn't want to do it. Since I had visited Greece before, I wanted to withhold this country from you. Thanks a lot. Of course. <laughs> but turns out I did really love Greece and it was a perfect opportunity to make the jump from Saranda and found out through the prices of the Airbnbs that it was quite affordable and it yes. was something that we were both able to enjoy. <laughs> Greece is surrounded by 227 inhabited islands and islets. We visited two of these gems. We mentioned in the last episode that Corfu is located 22 miles away from Saranda, Albania. Corfu is located on the top western side of Greece. Okay, so you got it. Top western side of Greece. If you then follow that point where Corfu is diagonally direct, in the lower eastern corner of the Greek islands, you find Rhodes. Rhodes is only 45 miles away from Fethiye, Turkey. The population of Corfu is a little over 102,000, while Rhodes is very similar at over 115,000. When you average these two together, they equal or just comparable to the U.S. city of Boulder, Colorado, which stands at about 108,000. Time for some quick facts. Corfu is the largest of the Ionian Islands. They celebrate the union of the Ionian Islands with Greece in 1864 on May 21st. While Rhodes is the largest of the Dodecanese Islands, they celebrate their union with Greece a little bit later on, on March 7, 1948. The Greek name for Corfu, Kirkia, comes from the story of Poseidon falling in love, then kidnapping the nymph Corkia. He honored their union by naming the island after her. How sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Many parts of the James Bond movie, For Your Eyes Only, were filmed in Corfu. Rhodes was once home to one of the seven ancient wonders of the world, the Colossus of Rhodes. The bronze statue stood approximately 109 feet high, which is close to the size of the Statue of Liberty from foot to crown. It stood from 280 B.C. till it fell due to an earthquake in 226 B.C. In the 7th century, after being conquered by the Ottomans, the remains of the statue were sold as scrap metal. 
And last but not least, the U.S. state Rhode Island is said to get its name from Rhodes. Explorer Giovanni de Baranzo noted when sailing the Narragansett Bay that he observed an island that he likened to Rhodes. How to get around. Both islands were very similar. They can be reached by air or sea. Greece does have an extensive network of ferries which are often cheaper and quicker when traveling from neighboring countries as we did. We entered Corfu by ferry from Saranda and it was about 20 euros each and took only 30 minutes. We traveled from Corfu to Rhodes by plane via Athens airport. Christy has a little story that happened in transit. So... Everything in the flight went okay. It was wonderful. Aegean Airlines is a great, quick, low-cost airline to navigate to all the different islands. It turns out on the day that we were leaving, it was their anniversary. And we're like, yay, they have a little treat for us. <laughs> the treat was chocolate bonbons. And they were delicious. Tasty. Right? Very yes. tasty. So as I was eating my little chocolate bonbon, it was covered in a little chocolate shell. A little bit fell out. Think of like a Ferro Rocher. A little piece of the shell fell off. I thought I picked up and got it. Remember that. Then we get off the plane. We're transitioning. We have a layover a couple hours before we get to our next flight that goes from Athens to Rhodes. As I'm walking ahead of Eric, he goes, Oh, I noticed something on the back of your, your bum. Hey, you got a little something on your bum. I'm like, Oh. I look around to the corner and notice, hey, there's the mystery piece of chocolate. <laughs> it was pretty telling, too. It was large. Well, <laughs> like a little piece of It was a hunk of chocolate that, like, attached to your okay. backside. But being the loving husband he is, says, oh, you just have a little something on your bum. I look over. <laughs> that little something is more than a little something. It looked like I totally, like, Whoop. blasted my <laughs> pants. Anyway... Get into the bathroom. It's not only over the side. It's literally my whole back pocket. Now, let me remind you, I am wearing tan pants. So it's not even like it's, <laughs> oh, it's a darker pair of pants. No one can really see it. I did have a plaid shirt around my waist. I had to keep it there. I spent the next 10 minutes in the airplane bathroom in Athens trying to shove my butt into the sink. <laughs> As people are coming through, washing it off, then shove my butt in the hand dryer to try to get it more reasonable. The glamorous life of Live Let Rome. That's the glamorous <laughs> part of traveling. Anyway, the chocolate is still worth it. On the next flight, we're like, oh, we're going to get another piece of chocolate. And did I say, oh, maybe I shouldn't eat the chocolate? No, absolutely. <laughs> I held it like it was a Fabergé egg to make sure not a crust fell off of that. And it was still delicious. I think you just so. popped it all in your mouth at one time. Well, I had to make sure like nothing fell down so I don't have a part two of that scenario. So back to how to get around. All Eric. right. Well, both islands have an easy to use and reliable bus system. There is also an option to rent a car or scooter for more independent journeys. Just note, to rent a scooter, you'll need to have an international driver's license, which I found out, not just your standard one from your home country or state. Where we stayed and for how long. In Corfu, we stayed in Benitas, located nine miles outside of Corfu town. In the last week of May, we scored a great deal at $35 a night 
which included a small kitchenette and a balcony that was visited by some cuddly little cats during our stay. Very cute. In Rhodes, we stayed in the heart of the downtown, and this was a 25-minute walk to the ferry port, since that was going to be our next location jump to Fethiye, Turkey. We spent five nights in Rhodes, but we were at a hotel this time. When we evaluated short-term stays, we found it was cheaper since Rhodes was a holiday destination to stay at a hotel, and it only came out to about $28 a night. First impressions of Corfu. We took the ferry from Saranda, Albania into Corfu. The Christie Ferry. The Christie Ferry. Yes. It was named Christie, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> First impression was it was quite a bit different than what I expected of Greece. In Greece, I think Santorini, the whitewashed buildings, the blue roofs. Corfu was lush, green, mountainous. Kind of reminded me of Kauai a little bit in Hawaii. You did mention that. For me, I did have the experience of the other Greek islands I had visited, but what I found that a little bit more chill, it was a little bit more sedate, a little bit more rural, less party vibe, going crazy, Lindsay Lohan dancing in a club. Yeah, one thing I think we can agree on, though, the water and the coastlines were amazing. It just looked great. Greece has that in spades. All the water, gorgeous land. Let's jump into our standout moments of Corfu. So I mentioned earlier, Corfu was the site of the filming of For Your Eyes Only, the James Bond film in the 80s. When I arrived, I knew this, and so I researched a few places that I wanted to go. Corfu is great. You can get around by bus easily to the old town. The rest of the island, you really need a car. And so I did rent a car for the day. That was an experience all to itself. It was a European auto stick. I really actually had to learn how to drive it first. There's no clutch, but you have to shift. So that was kind of funny in itself. Once we got over those little bumps, it was actually really fun driving up the mountains into this little town called Paji, or Paggio, I think it's pronounced, which was a famous place where they filmed the car chase in the Yellow Citron and the car flips over. Well, I read about this small cafe called Spiros Cafe, directly outside where the car actually flipped over when they filmed it. And so we had to go visit this place. Yes, I had to watch all the clips of the movie before we went out <laughs> to make sure that I recall the exact part of the scene multiple times. It's actually depicted in Spain, this section of the movie, but it was indeed filmed in Greece, in Corfu. We took the drive up. It was exciting. I mean, it's hairpin turns. It's very lush. The views overlooking the mountains are jaw-dropping. Just incredible views high elevation. You get to this little town, and once you find it, parking is like a complete challenge. And these streets are narrow. Mind you, we're in a subcompact car, and just finding a place to park. He maneuvered into this one little section. Turns out it was somebody's personal spot. Then we had to back up, but the backup was like a 15-point turn. We had to turn around the corner, and then as we're turning around one of the corners... I hear a scrape, and we're literally scraping, like, Freddy Krueger's nails on a wall the side. We're a little bit panicked because this was a rented car. And these walls are so tight that it, like, you have to almost scrape your car to get it through. Well, you didn't have to scrape your car. It's just what occurred while we were doing it. So no wonder in the movie the car flips over on this turn because it's that tight. It's very realistic. That's why they shot part of the movie there. Eventually, we did get through. The car did get a little scrape. We actually fixed it. You fixed it with putting some hand sanitizer to 
smelled out the paint, but nobody knew. It was very we, minor. We buffed out the spot with hand sanitizer. <laughs> so if you need another use for hand sanitizer, it turns out you can clean and buff out spots in On your a car. car. So we eventually sat down at Spiros. The owner and his wife were there. Very helpful, nice. We sat outside. I had a frappe, which was really good. Frappe is uh, Greek coffee. We snacked on a few things. But inside, he had tons of memorabilia. Pictures of Jaws for the odd job and unique pictures of the scene where the car flipped over and behind the scenes pictures. If you're a James Bond nerd, a little bit like I am, I was geeking out. And at the end, when you pay the check, he gives you a 007 keychain, which was kind of funny. So, Well, he had books from the movie from scene clips, so you can see the exact clips. But he also had books about the butterflies and the plant life in that region of Corfu. So it was really interesting. There was like having your own little library research area while snacking on your yeah. treats. And then we took a lot of pictures around the town and spent a good, I'd say about an hour's enough to see it. But I would highly recommend if you're on Corfu, first of all, rent a car because you can only see major sites with the car. You get to see where this location was filmed. After that, we wanted to go down near the beach. We wanted to get some swimming. It was starting to heat up now. We're in May. I researched a place called the Grotto Bar. Mm -hmm. Looked at the pictures online. Looked great. We headed down there. Again, along the way, we're stopping, taking pictures on the outlooks because the views are just amazing. And what's the name of this town? Uh... (laughs) Peliostrikus, or you say it, sweetie. My favorite is torturing Eric and trying to pronounce <laughs> these. I'm going to try. It's Peliocrastritia. Ooh, that, Ooh, I think that sounds right. That sounds that good. Sounds, that good. sounds like a fluffy pastry with spinach in it, too. Yes, but I it's would also, like two of them, please. It's also a town. So Peliocrastritus. And it was... <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> what I do know is the Grotto Bar, which is where we ended up, and... The Grotto Bar is something very special. Again, if you go to Corfu, I'd highly recommend it. You park on the street. There's not really a great place to park. Then walk to the side of a cliff, and there's these stairs that go down, and it's all green and lush, so you don't really see the bottom. But once you start winding your way down, it's maybe an eighth of a mile down these steps, you then see this blue water, a cave with a diving board, and music, you start hearing the music kind of thumping in the background. You're like, wow, this is cool. This, this is a place. This was a little bit more Lindsay Lohan-ish. So <laughs> people were here to be seen in their teeny bikinis and uh, little Speedos. Yeah, so once we got down, you find your place in the cave or they have tables. It's mostly for drinks. I wouldn't necessarily recommend eating there. They did have food. We'll talk about food in a little bit. But I did get a Mythos beer and hung out there and then went swimming and It's a little bit rough. The waves were a little bit strong at this day, at least. But they did have a diving board, and there's some epic footage of me jumping off the diving board. I don't... Maybe we can show the epic footage of another guy diving and then pretend it's Eric. And another thing is in the Grotto Bar, there's actually professional divers that climb up the cliff... I mean, it seemed like 150 feet. Maybe it wasn't they're that high. professional divers, well, but they've done it before. They're professional that I couldn't even imagine myself doing that. Uh, professional in a sense that they Let's take call the them just young and fun. <laughs> well, they're jumping off the side of the cliff while you're drinking, while you're there. So you're there's just a lot to take in here. And the boats would pull in and then let people off to swim. It was fantastic. Definitely a standout moment. The Grotto Bar in Corfu. Fantastic. After that, we were getting hungry. Like I said, you don't really necessarily want to eat there. 
I researched another place called the Spiros Restaurant, which was dealing with Greek gyros grilled on a spit. This is a different Spiros. Yeah, everything's Spiros, by the way, I think. (laughs) So this is Spiros Restaurant and Grill right near the Grotto Bar. And again, great. Pulled about two miles away. You sit outside. They have the grills going, the spits. We split a nice platter of pork gyros. Comes with the Greek yogurt and some more drinks. Fantastic. The food in Greece, by the way, really surprised us on how fresh, how tasty, and even healthy. I know there's pork, but there's grilled we'll vegetables. We'll definitely jump into that now. Perfect segue. Yeah, so the food was amazing. At um, Well, I know that was something that we were kind of eagerly awaiting since Albania and some of the meats were less desirable, although Albania did deliver on some tasty options. Sure, sure. But we also knew from our experience of Greek food that it's going to be tasty. We actually were surprised, even more surprised by how actual tasty it was. It did deliver. It was tasty beef burgers, tasty kebabs, but we also had wonderful yogurt dips. Moussaka. Moussaka. Oh, really fantastic. Quality ingredients and very flavorful, but simple, simple style. Yeah, very simple. And I'll have to post a blog on some pictures and all the Greek food that we enjoyed, which is a highlight. I'm going to talk about the standout moments about Benita's town, the actual town we stayed in. And we had an Airbnb here. Wonderful location. Yeah, it was small, but it had what you needed. And the key thing was, is across the street was a swimming beach. That was the greatest part that I liked on this area because we're on, Benita's is on the right side and Peleo Castricia, just want to say it again, is on the left side. The secret beach that we were on this right side was a little bit more chill. It was basically, you walk across the street, it was you and maybe some stray cats and maybe a neighbor, and that was it. You had this location to yourself, but stunning waters. You can look across the sea and see where we were in Saranda and Casamel. And the water was so crystal clear here, too. You actually filmed shrimp underwater swimming around us at our feet. Super clean water and very natural But I know why you liked our apartment the most. Oh, like I already mentioned, so the stray cat. (laughs) If anybody knows by this point, I've been following stray cats everywhere. I love it. And I knew that Greece was known for stray dogs. I didn't see as many stray cats when I had visited years past. But Corfu did have some wonderful little stray cats. First and foremost, we had some stray cats that would visit our little balcony deck outside of our Airbnb. And one day we have actually some video from our Instagram where we were feeding them a little bit of Greek yogurt and they were so cute. Yeah, yeah. They just, they would, and they'd like to sit into the chair. And so our host would actually turn the chairs in and we didn't understand why she was turning the chairs in because those cats kind of camp and hang out and into the chairs, but we didn't mind. Well, we get a a polite, (laughs) polite warning to say, please don't feed the cats in the balcony because they'll come back. Because the next morning, as we open our curtains to our balcony (laughs) windows, we see a little orange cat sitting, grooming himself in one of our chairs. And, I mean, I was game, but I was like, okay, what if the next person doesn't like these cats? Oh, but they were so cute. So, uh, Benita's Town is great. It's a little village. It's easy to walk. Talk about the restaurants that we visited. Oh, yeah. We tried a couple of their local famous dishes. Very good. The moussaka. They also had... Recommended by our host. Recommended by our host. And they're all walking distance, which is great. So you don't need the car in Benitas Town. You walk into the small town, very quaint, a lot of small Orthodox churches with the bells going. 
you sit down and just order the simple plates that they have, and it's delicious. The Benitez Oat Town was a nice little area that you can walk and admire. We did walk by one of these areas, and we found this little grill bar with a pool. And then upon discovering it, we find that you can eat at this grill bar, and with just ordering anything, like just a simple drink, you can spend all this time at this pool. So we decided one of our days we were going to go ahead and do that. Now, this was total glory when we decided to go here and we're visited by the sweet little kitty that I thus named Polly. Yeah. And why why Polly? Because I thought he was a little <laughs> surfer kitty. So I was thinking Polly Shore and he was orange and he was playing with us. He was a little frisky. So he was a little Polly. And yeah. he joined us almost the whole day after feeding him with our lunch. He joined us at the lounge chairs and proceeded to play and lay with us. For about, like, I want to say a half hour or so. Yeah, so the place is called Argo Apartments. So if you're in Corfu, it's a great little place. You just can buy a beer or a coffee, whatever, sit in there and play with Polly and swim in the pool. And it's a nice break from the ocean, too. Different and beautiful gardens around. Now that we've covered Benitez Town, I just want to mention the people across Corfu in Greece in general. That they were a highlight, a standout moment. Even finding our apartment at the beginning... We were a little lost. A woman carrying a loaf of bread said, where are you looking for? She asked us, can I help you? Because she saw we were confused. She knew our host, Agatha. She directed us back to our apartment. So another example is I needed to make an important call, and I went into a cyber cafe in Corfu Town. Again, the people were just out of their way to make sure that the call happened and happened properly. Cheers to all the people in Corfu. Very helpful and super nice. So, Eric, what did you like best about our Corfu stay, and what did you like the least? I'll tell you what. I mean, I love the James Bond day. And, by the way, we forgot to mention, I'm going to mention it here, is the monastery up in Peleostrikis. What was that again? I can't say it. I'm not going to pretend. But the monastery in this town is what I like best as well. That was an amazing view. It kind of capped off that day. In fact, if we went back, I would maybe even recommend staying in that town. Yeah, the monastery was set up on the hill. A lot of that town is tiered up. And the monastery was up with a wonderful, gorgeous open garden. And we had views all the way down to the beaches and the sea below. There's really not much I didn't like about Corfu. The one other thing I really did enjoy, we didn't mention it, was this airport bridge. It's a great free thing to do. Very exhilarating. Essentially, you go on the way between Benitez Town and Corfu Town. There's this airport bridge that you can walk across. You can take the bus there. And these airplanes that are landing, it seems like just a few feet above your head. It's obviously higher than that. It's really exhilarating. These planes landing over your head. We also found a cool pool bar right near there where you can swim and watch the planes land. There was also a small church on a little island out that way. So that was another... Corfu is just packed of little surprises and cool stuff. Hello and welcome to the Winging It Travel Podcast. This is a travel podcast where we're having conversations with new guests every Monday. This is an anecdotal, informative podcast for backpackers, travellers or anyone who's interested in travel. It's a casual style where there'll be stories to tell, tips to share and experiences to inspire. My name is James Hammond. I've travelled to 50 countries, done three work visas and planning to do a big worldwide trip later this year. I've met so many people on my travels in the last 10 years that I just have to get them on this podcast to get their stories on record and provide some tips for you for your trip. There'll be so much travel content coming your way in the next coming weeks, months and years that inspire you to book that trip that you've always wanted. 
Stay tuned for my weekly episode. Thanks. We're heading now to Rhodes. So after spending a week in Corfu, we really hoped that Rhodes would be just as beautiful as we saw in Corfu. And that was one of our expectations where now the bar is really high and Rhodes had to deliver and upon first impressions, I think it really did. It did. It had some lush green areas like Corfu, but it had its own personality all to itself and a lot of history. Rhodes was more touristy area. We did stay in the downtown in their center, where in Corfu, we were just outside of the town. So that also might be affecting that experience. We really did love Rhodes. Number one thing I mentioned in the facts was the Colossus of Rhodes. For me, this was one of my goals of, I had visited the Pyramids of Giza, the only standing existing seven ancient wonders, and I knew the other ancient wonder was here, the Colossus of Rhodes. And I was so excited. I'm talking to Eric about it. Greek history is one of my favorite things. Yeah. Not only the Colossus, but the old town, the castles there and the moats that we'll talk about. Really, really special. So where they have some marks, you can look up in Google where the Colossus arose. It's not an exact science. It's disputed where it actually is. But there's some beautiful markers, I think a deer and a stag on each side to kind of give you a little bit of scale and give you that awe in history. What was actually amazing that we discovered in that area was something that was actually there. And it was this medieval city of Rhodes. So their O-Town was this old medieval fortress. And it was absolutely stunning. Eric, talk about some of that. You're walking through this town and it's really long. I could, I've never seen a medieval city with such long, narrow streets like this. And so you're walking and it seems like it goes for a mile. And also the castle and the moats around this area just seemed to go forever. So it was the most expansive old city I've ever walked where it just kept going and going and dripping with character. One of my favorite old towns in this last five months. In terms of things to do in Rhodes, this can take a good chunk of your time. So you have the options. He mentioned the castle is in the center. You also have this moat around. There's a park that on the outside that surrounds, this is not even the moat, that surrounds the outside walls that is wonderful and gorgeous and lush. Couple things to note in terms of roads. They're known for their hibiscus flower. So you're going to see hibiscus flowers everywhere. It's kind of part of the derivative of where their name comes from as well for rose and hibiscus. There's a whole history. You can look it up. Parks on the outside. You go into this level. You start seeing the moat. The moats are lush. So you have the option of walking into the moat. And then as you go into the city, it is a true city. So you have a main thoroughfare, you have shops, you have mosques, and you do have some ruins of ancient Greek places. So you get a different levels of the history, not just the one. And you have a lot of different facets that make it interesting to explore. Yeah, what's really unique about this old town, I think it's its close proximity also to these beaches. It's like a peninsula that juts out, and on either side, wonderful beaches to go swim. And there are a lot of different options for beaches. I know you explored and we'll talk about one of our standout moments was this particular beach, Oasis Beach Calathea. 
you found this location. We had beaches relatively close to where we stayed in downtown, but we wanted to head to some on the other side of the island. And you found this little gem. Coming from Corfu, where the beaches were more natural and you just walk in, there wasn't any facilities. This had wooden planks. It had the showers. It was organized. Again, it was a rocky beach. Just beautiful. And the water was clear. Grottos uh, was his jam at oh, this point. Well, if it wasn't a cave bar, he wasn't into well, it. Well, there's a cave bar on Rhodes we went to as well. That's uh, what I'm talking about, Calathea Beach. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of a different beach. So yes, Oasis Beach was super cool. We looked up, again, cave bar, cave beaches, because the grotto bar set the bar, and this delivered as well. We took a bus. It was about 25 minutes out of town, no big deal, to just buy a drink, and then you're sitting inside a cave looking out at the ocean. Now what's cool about this, and compared to the grotto bar, is there were more narrow, more safer places to swim where the waves were still coming in, but you could easily wade into the water and hang on the pools. What was neat is you had the waters lapping up, you're having a drink, and there's these salt ponds that are crusting over behind you, actually natural salt. It was a unique spot. And this beach has the option, we mentioned that we sat on some towels or whatever, blankets. blankets. There are options to rent chairs, and depending on your vicinity, the ones that are closer, prime spots are a little bit more. If they're a little set back, they're a little bit less, so you don't have to lay on the rocks. You went into the little rougher part of the waters. There was these little shallow pools. And in these pools, it was a little bit more sedate. It almost looked like its own little outdoor bath, spa, infinity lake. And that's where I hung out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We spent a good half day there. After a while, I can spend about two, three hours at the beach. And then I like go check something else out. I like it, but only for so long. It was perfect, though, for a half day. And outside of this beach area, I know there was a special place you Oh, this is what you surprised (laughs) me, which was, before coming, I'm like, oh, why are we going so far to this beach when we have a beach like five minutes from us? And then when we get off the bus, there's this cat sanctuary. So this was a surprise. (laughs) I'm like, well, you should have told me this before. Then I wouldn't have been snapping at you before. That's right. I know. So (laughs) he made up for it. And there was this gorgeous cat sanctuary of, I want to say, 20 to maybe 50 cats gorgeous little kitties and we had gotten there earlier i want to say like 10 ish or so if you are visiting this beach it's best to stop at the cat sanctuary before you go that way they're still active and you can play with them yeah and they had little toys that you could use they encourage you to play with them and they ran around and scurried in the bushes it was a fun little sanctuary and kind of got us charged up for the day and then we discovered these oh caves. it gave me my natural <laughs> <laughs> serotonin that i was like It calmed me down. My fuzzy cat serotonin went full throttle. There were kittens, there were adults, they were playing, and I was in heaven. Yes, that was cool. Moving on into what else we did in the town of Rhodes, there was also some recommendations from our hotel. Mm -hmm. And at this hotel, wonderful host, Eric got along with him famously, got wonderful recommendations from him. Yeah, let me just give a shout out. It's called the New York Hotel, which is hilarious in Rhodes. Local guy owns the hotel, was super nice. Him and his wife and family, I think, lived there as well. Every morning would bring out croissants and breakfast and super cool and helpful. And it's a basic hotel, but what made it extra special was this extra care. Anytime Eric had a question about recommendations on what to do, what to eat, what to see, he was more than willing to give a helping hand advice and really take care of us. In these big businesses, 
you don't necessarily get the special care. And it's funny, the economy here too, the, it was actually less expensive to stay at a hotel with breakfast than an Airbnb. So don't always assume that Airbnbs are the better deal. It was a great location. It was walkable to the old town, to the beaches. And then we had breakfast every morning and it was $30 a day or something like that. So I mentioned, yes, so I mentioned from our host, he mentioned this ancient stadium. Stadium was about a 15-minute walk, and we would see some ancient sites, an Acropolis, and an Olympic stadium. Turns out this 15-minute walk was pure uphill, (laughs) so that was the surprise. I did want to take a little bus up there, but Eric was determined for us to get that extra exercise. I had to work off those euros. Oh, okay. (laughs) Every time I eat at these places, I store the extra meat in our little fridge, and I take them to feed the kitties, because now I'm on kitty high. Fuzzy heaven everywhere, I've got to feed all the kitties. There were some wonderful little cats here that we were able to feed, and we met this Gorgeous little white cat with some orange tips. I ended up naming her Chloe. So at this point now, I'm naming these special cats. And Chloe, I stole from another couple who were trying to pet her. Lured them. Lured Chloe over with some chicken. I lured and stole her with some pieces of chicken. She was so cute. We were sitting in the Olympic Stadium. She came. I gave her some pieces of chicken. She snuggled with us, was snuggling right into my side, and I was in heaven. Yeah, this Olympic Stadium was unique, too, the structure. It reminded me of stadiums of today, much smaller, of course. It had the tiered seats, and this goes back thousands of years, but it felt like you were actually in a football stadium. So that was kind of cool, too. Go visit it, but next time, maybe take a bus or one of those local trains. There is a tourist train train that you can take that goes up the hill. So if walking uphill, directly uphill, is not your jam, take some transport. Do do it this way. Another recommendation made by a host was this fabulous local lunch spot. Yes, it was great. It was about three minutes from New York Hotel, and it's called Ovalex Dina's Kitchen. Family-run mom and daughter essentially running a small kitchen with a window and they had two options each day and they would change every day. It was about five euros and they had a like a meat and a pasta or a salad and a meat. It came with bread and a cabbage salad. It was really good home cooking, which crave when you're traveling. And we went there, I think, three times during our stay because it was just so Filling and good for lunch. Well, for five euros, we got a full meal. We're fed well, and it was more home cook ingredients, less tourists. Because we did mention that this area is a little bit touristy, so you can get a lot of that pub food. And you really don't want to weigh that. You want some home cooking. Right. In a hotel, we don't have a kitchen to cook, so this gave us a great option in Rhodes. Also, they would put it in the carryout containers, so we would bring it back to our hotel, which had a nice patio. It was a nice lunch spot in Rhodes. So, Christy, what did you like best about our road stay, and what did you like least? Best about our road stay, I really liked our hotel. I really thought it was comfortable. It was accessible to a lot of different areas, but the medieval city was one of my favorite parts. Yeah, the close proximity to the beaches, the medieval city, walking around Rhodes was great. And what did I like the least? I wasn't a fan of some of the... I felt like the beaches were a little bit rough. I was missing my little secret beach in Corfu, but it was still gorgeous. I mean, I'm just picking nits at this point. Yeah, I actually liked the local beaches near our hotel. Not better than Corfu. They were a little more organized. actually had showers and wood planks you could walk out. The waves were really just rough the one day. 
it was cool. And you have Turkey in the background this time. All right. And we can both answer this question. So would we plan to return? And if yes, what else would we like to do or see into both areas, whether it be Rhodes or Corfu? So I would say definitely yes to both. In fact, I think this experience in Greece, I want to see other Greek islands as well. I know you've been to Crete and other islands. There's so many hidden gems. Yeah, I really didn't get to dig deep into Crete, but I know Crete is supposed to be one of those larger but also affordable islands that I would like to dig into it more. Absolutely return to the Greek island. We said an opening, Paradise on Earth. It is so calm. The food's great. The people are really great. And the sights are just absolutely stunning. I think you can jump between these Greek islands on their flights for really inexpensive. So I could see spending a month in Greece, maybe hitting three, four islands a week at a time. There's just so much to see. But yes to Corfu, yes to Rhodes, both, for different reasons, equally great. Wrapping it up, what have we learned today? We carry the influence of the ancient Greeks in our society in more ways than we could ever imagine. Greece's extensive history and islands are worth exploring, even if you think you know it already. Use Greece's ferries in combination with airlines to hit the lesser-known locations that rival any other island destinations. And for cat lovers, collect your meat scraps from your meals and you can make new friends at every turn. Try a variety of beach options from calm beaches to enclosed grottos. Ask the locals for tips on what to see and where to eat to bypass those typical tourist options. Next up, city and country, Fetie and Pamukkale, Turkey. Remember, our goal is to educate and inspire you to take your next adventure near or far. So what are you waiting for? Thank you for tuning in to Live Let Rome. Visit our website for more to see and read at liveletrome.com. Or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Simply search Live Let Rome. Our podcast is free wherever you listen. Be sure to subscribe. To support Live Let Rome, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Feel free to drop us an email at liveletrome at gmail.com and include your show questions, recommendations, or to share your travel adventures and we may feature you on an upcoming episode. So until next time, get out and roam.